Rainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day. I mean, by the time you're you're tuning in to listen to this, we are middle of October, so fall's kicked in, Halloween's right around the corner. In no time, we're gonna be talking about Christmas, getting ready for that. So, you know, get ready for it. But first and foremost, we're talking wrestling. And today I am very stoked for my guest. Today joining me is none other than Alex Mays. Alex, how are you doing? Good evening, everyone. I'm doing wonderful. What about you there? I'm doing fantastic. I, I appreciate uh, you asking. I don't always get that. So it's nice to uh, know people care how I'm doing too. Um, now I wanted to ask because I mean, September's been quite a month for you. The first few weeks were pretty incredible. I mean, it kicked off with uh, your appearance at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Um, you were trending all over Twitter with your appearance there. And then a few short weeks later at uh, IWS, Know Your Enemies. I mean, that clip went viral. First and foremost, let's talk about Effie's Big Gay Brunch because, I mean, I think that was an incredible opportunity seeing you up on that big on the big stage there i mean i'm watching along and i couldn't be more more than happy for you so how are you feeling all about that honestly it was a dream of mine like yeah. it was a goal of mine to make an appearance on one of those shows like it's ev- everyone a part of the community wants to be part of those shows and like being able to do it quite well quite quickly for a Canadian to be on that show it was really a moment that I was pride of, or proud of and like really joining and like being part of a show that's fully queer and fully embracing who we are, who we are. Uh, like, and it was my first, every year I give myself a goal in wrestling this year was to travel through playing and wrestle. Mm-hmm. I made it there going to Chicago and really like, it was really quite an opportunity. I could not say no, I had to go for it. Now, can I ask how this came to be? Like, I have, you know, the thoughts in my head, you know, because I know Effie had wrestled recently in IWS. So how did this come to be for you? Uh, well, couple, couple of reasons here and there. In, in March, I went to Los Angeles mm-hmm. when it was the commu- uh, the collective. I, was, I went there to see the shows and really interact with wrestlers. I was I was present at the gay brunch uh, in Los Angeles. Okay. Also, and uh, while well, people was there, was my former trainer who introduced me to to Effie. I spoke to Effie before on on Twitter uh, regarding this, and then having Effie uh, at IWS really helped. Like it came, it came earlier this year, I think in February or January. He made an appearance. Like I said, hi. We made just uh, planting the seeds mm-hmm. and then came back they came back he, they were like okay he was really interested in having you there so i reached out once again afterwards like i want to go there i want to go to effie's big gay brunch i want to be part of it even though like it was i paid for most of it so it's like i'll go for it let's do it let's go it's an opportunity i can't say no and that and that's the thing. I mean, sometimes you have to take those chances just to give yourself that opportunity. So, I mean, that's huge props to you for doing that. A lot of people won't, but that's really awesome for you. Thank you, thank you. Honestly, it's like it was scary, but like you have to do it. You have to take the leap once in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Whenever, well, whenever you are in wrestling, you have to take the leap. Yes, it's gonna. It's an investment in the long mm-hmm. term. Uh, what was the uh, the overall reaction that you got from your match there? I think I made a good impression over there. Yeah, I know, like people were cheering my name. They knew my name. I sold. I I I had a lot of more Twitter followers and Instagram followers. I know people liked. I think people liked me. <laughs> I hope people liked me. I think I had a good reaction and really like, and even the fellow wrestlers, like I really had a good interaction with everyone. 
Mm-hmm. I know watching along, seeing just the love you were getting on Twitter, it was great to see. And I was, I was so stoked for you, as I mentioned before. So, I mean, you had that a few weeks later, IWS know your enemy is a huge opportunity for you in that triple threat match against uh, Matt Viviani and uh, PCP Manny. And I mean, that clip, I mean, it was, it, it was crazy seeing that. I mean, I'm glad you're okay. I, I'm hoping you're doing okay. Yes, I, I was lucky. I was yeah. lucky. Like so, something, someone is is uh, seeing over me, because mm-hmm. uh, like it was scary. Mm-hmm. Like we were playing the match, like oh you can jump from there, like yeah, and then I went there, was like oh it's far, it's mm-hmm. slow, it's it, and it's like it's scary. Yeah, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. But like uh, we've got students who are like doing security, and one of them is, re- is really below me. Is like I saw you like we cross, making a cross <laughs> a sign like one two three go, because uh, like it could have been much horrible, yeah. much more horrible. Like it could have broken my back. I could have like and and what what's weird is like people like oh why didn't jump on the table like it's right. It, it was too close. Yeah. So, so I was like, uh, either I kill him, either I try something and it doesn't work, but, and it makes it even more viral. So if you miss it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was, I was fortunate because I think it was Mark Green who had filmed, uh, he had another angle of it. He was like nearby. And so he could see it and like, the height up there. I mean, I get nervous when I'm climbing a ladder and it's, you know, just to like clean out the, the eaves troughs from the leaves and seeing you up there. I'm like, man, that's crazy. I was, I was glad you're okay. And like, I was, I was stoked that you were able to get, you know, that clip viral because even under the circumstances, it still adds more eyes towards you. Exactly. Any, any publicity is a good kind of publicity. Mm-hmm um now that we've talked about that i'm glad you're doing good i'm glad you're you're okay in one piece let's let's talk about like you started training in 2019 correct yes so i mean first off let's give some props to your trainers because i i always like to mention that because they're they're the ones that are influencing the next generation like yourself so who who were your trainers when you started uh, I started with a uh, superstar shane hawk okay and then uh and then when Right before COVID strike, uh, stroke, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey joined the dojo mm-hmm. and started training over there. So. And so, I mean, what were some of the biggest takeaways that you were able to take away from uh, Shane Hawk and Speedball? Uh, it's really their experience and their mm-hmm. knowledge about like wrestling and different point of views. Both of them have really different perspective in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they really have different point of view regarding what works, what doesn't work. Why do we do everything in wrestling? Uh, and it's and they both have different strengths. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew really is, is really good regarding psychology of wrestling, really what's happening and the, the storytelling in wrestling. While as people is really good at making really interest interesting and really exciting matches, and really like for him the. His biggest strength is really building matches and making it seem like seamless and really structured and strong. Mm-hmm. It, it's fun. It like you mentioned that, and I notice I can see their influence in a lot of your matches, like your matches uh, with Amazingly Sweet. You and Chris Star, like the the impact that they've had on both of you, it shows throughout your matches. And I'm, because like you two are so crisp in the ring, your wrestling is impeccable, and the way you guys are able to tell a story, it it comes through with the training you were able to receive. True, true. Uh, honestly, I say in wrestling, you never start. You never stop learning. Mm-hmm. If you stop learning, it's time to get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how? You, yep. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Because you you learn from each one of your experience in the ring, which with whomever you are in the ring, with whatever match is going to be, like that triple threat. I I know now to climb up, <laughs> climb up the stairs, and look how far it is. <laughs> <laughs> you really learn from each experience of where you're going. And from there you grow and you become a better, better entertainer and mm-hmm. you can give back to, to the others afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, you started in 2019 and then, I mean, COVID hits, shuts down the world. So, I mean, your, your training pretty much stops at that point, correct? Exactly. I had my first match right before COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had my first match in February 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at IWS. Uh, the way it, were, it was, it was really in the, in, we have a private Facebook group. And uh, it, a Manny PCP Manny posted in the group like the two the two students to give them all give their all on the next couple of weeks. We'll have a match on the next show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. Like, even though I wasn't ready, even though like from I wanted to have that match. Like looking back, like oof, I would <laughs> I would put the chicken back in the oven for four hours. <laughs> But like I, I really wanted it, and I got it. And then COVID struck. Like every day, if everything shuts down, especially in Quebec, I don't know how it was everywhere, but like here in Quebec, they really closed down everything. We had curfews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in June, we were allowed to. They well, IBS were allowed to reopen the gyms, so we were allowed to have training, but it was no contact. Mm-hmm. So everyone had their mask, no one had contact. And then slowly the the rules were lifted, slowly. And I eventually were able to have real matches. I was I was lucky enough to have uh oh no, it took eight, it even took almost a year until we had like no rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to have like in, in the summer of twenty twenty we did tapings. At the dojo, uh, we did tapings for TV, I will, and they decided to have a group of students, like, and I was part of that group. And then the year after, like, the COVID rules came, came in, came out, came in, came out, until eventually we were able, like, to practice and with touching, practice without the mask, and really uh, keep going and wrestle until like 2021. I had heard about the training without contact and it's, you know, to think about that, I mean, it almost has you looking at wrestling in a different way when you can't actually physically touch someone else, like all with your, your motions, the psychology of almost why you're doing something like it almost makes you think about wrestling a little bit more in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. It makes you look at wrestling in a different way. Uh, what we did a, a lot also is we wrestled the invisible man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes we figure out like, oh, like we're asking a lot from opponents. Like mm-hmm. if, if uh, like you're the invisible man and you're calling stuff like, oh shit, I, I'm bumping a lot. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff we're asking for our opponents and like some things don't make sense. So really seeing those perspective and really right, working with, with uh, Andrew and Speedball were really helpful, like seeing those points and really focusing on what's to work on and what's really the story about. Uh, uh, so, I mean, February, 2020, you have your first match, the world shuts down. How were you staying, you know, like, I want to say ready almost, like keeping your mind with wrestling when, I mean, Sure, there's some on TV, but you're not able to train. There's only so much you're able to do, especially with curfews and so many restrictions in place. How were you kind of staying like upbeat and involved with wrestling? Um, well, honestly, I call COVID my blessing in disguise because I had my first match and I wasn't ready. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was ready, I could do some things in a match, but like, if you look at it, it's like, oof, that this is someone brand new. That's someone who's not ready for a match, but like I call it a blessing in disguise because like I wanted to be on the following show and I want to keep taking bookings. Like, and so moment COVID struck, like okay, I can't take no bookings, so it's time to focus and really become better. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some of the wrestlers were like, oh, you could you can take bookings, but like work more on the emotion, emotional side of the story, while I really want to be like a good wrestler. Yeah, I want to be a good entertainer. I wanted like get get crowd involved like they want to i want them to be impressed also like just not being emotionally involved but like want to be want to see me do cool shit mm-hmm. cool stuff and uh so with the rules being closed like i was able to 
I had more time to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had more time to study and figure out what I wanted to wanted to do in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have uh, from time to time we had online classes where we're going over matches, looking at matches. Uh, we had some um, we had well we had some zooms with some guests uh, who gave them it, their experience and told us about their experience and their background in wrestling and how they feel about it. It, it was really a different perspective and really like it helped me grow and learn what i wanted to do like at first you want to be you want to do wrestling you want to do everything you want to do like all the crazy stuff like where where does it fit with me mm-hmm. while while covid was happening like at least i had this time to think about it and try to figure out and i'm still trying to figure it out like this one this time was really more focused on this Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because you're starting off and you want to be able to do everything, you know, you want to take as much in, you know, and just like, try to embrace all of it. But then you kind of have to focus on, you know, like, littler things build off of that. And then you can progressively add more, but it's kind of finding yourself first and then building onto that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's rewind a little bit. I wanted to ask uh, about growing up like you grew up in Quebec. Yes. And uh, what was growing up like for you? Like, what were you into any sports? How, what did you do growing up? Just all that sort of like the stuff you were into as a kid. Uh, I like to say like I was a theater kid, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but even like I was always, uh, a, sorry, but like, uh, I was really in the entertain entertainment side of things. Mm -hmm. I always, when I was growing up, I wanted to be on TV and be a comedian. But the more you grow up, the more you think, like, I need a, a career that's less dangerous, less precarious, really, like, something stable where currently I work, I work in, I work in HR, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was always athletic in life. Like, I did sports from here to there. I played baseball until I was 12. I I, I did karate until I was 12, but, like, I wasn't into really sports during my teenage years. Yeah. But I was always athletic. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I always been skinny. And, well, now I'm more, I hope I'm more muscular than back than when I was <laughs> a teenager. But, like, I started working out when I was six, uh, 17. And, um, and that's one thing, like, I started working out, like, when you join a gym. At first, like, you join a gym, like, you more or less want to go and then then i had a job that was really stressful so i started going to the gym like all the time mm-hmm. so it's like okay that that's my jam that's yeah. uh that's what, what i like to do going to the gym working out it feels good makes it makes the bad the bad the bad feelings go out like a good source a good ex, exit for bad energy it's Otherwise, good for your mental health exactly yeah thank you <laughs> Uh, otherwise, like, like I mentioned, growing up, it was really, really calm. I came from, like, my parents are still married after, hold on, uh, 45 years of wedding, oh, of marriage. Nice. Uh, I have two older sisters, and, like, I, I like, had, a, uh, had an easy childhood, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I was picked on, but, like, either when you're back in my days. In teenage years, you were either picked on or you're picking on the others. So, and also like being in a closet for so long, like yes, you're a te- you're a teenager, and like you won't you don't know who you are. You know you're different, but like do you want to be different? Which is kind of a, a struggle for well, struggle for every youth in LGBTQ. Thank God, right now they're. Well, it depends on depending on where you are. It's easier, but it's still it, back then. It was a struggle, especially. Well, I felt it. Well, it was a struggle for me. Like I mm-hmm. made my. I came out to my friends when I was twenty-five. I came out to my family when I was thirty. So, because <laughs> like I, my extended family from comes from the country. And the country is not the same as the big city, <laughs> so it's a, it's a thinking about mentality and like being scared of what will happen regarding this. But like everything's cool, everything's good now. That's and good. 
nothing happened actually like it's that's the worst like you you're thinking i think you're always the worst but like nothing's happening like, okay I, at least at least nothing happened yeah i know myself like i'm a worst case scenario kind of person so no matter what i always just assume the worst and when it doesn't work out that way it's it's a bit of a relief and you're thankful for that you know so it's definitely makes things a little bit easier in that way exactly um were you into wrestling growing up like were you a fan of it uh i i, I had three introductions to wrestling okay say that uh first time it's uh, the first one it's my sister reminded me of it like a couple year a couple months ago when i was like toddler we were watching wrestling on saturday evenings uh on ctv it was wcw we were eating like <laughs> we were eating macaroni like it was really saturday evening we're watching wrestling i remember like i love some flashes like i remember rick flair with his green speedo i remember, <laughs> I remember sting with his baseball bat hanging and uh, hanging from the ceiling uh but like this is really a long time ago uh, a bit older around 9 10 i had my neighbor and my neighbor tanya who was a big wrestling fan she was the one who really wanted to be a wrestler when she grew up she really wanted to be lita <laughs> i remember that and like i remember like watching her and being passionate about it like i didn't see the appeal of it like we but i didn't watch wrestling with her like i know she spoke about it we we played video games about it but like we i didn't watch it i didn't see the appeal about it and then when i was 14 i was flipping through the channels with my sister we we're just like it was monday night and we we're just trying to watch something trying to think, find something and when we we fell into wrestling on raw it was mm -hmm. monday night raw and uh we fell well i fell in love with wrestling there mm -hmm. it was really the the marriage between marriage between drama and athleticism is really like the perfect marriage of everything that i that i that i love it's really like at first you just think oh it's just people beating each other up like there's a reason why they're beating each other mm -hmm. up you want to know why and you want to grow want to know want to tune in the next the following week to know what hap what's happening what's going on and why are they still fighting one thing that for as long as i can remember that i've always loved about wrestling was how it doesn't necessarily even have to be a match it can be a moment it can be an interview and you're watching and you get goosebumps just because of how invested you are like there's that connection where like it the hairs on your arm will stand up because it's just it hits home so deeply and that's one thing that i have always loved about wrestling exactly like personally i was always uh i was always more looking for smaller people mm -hmm. uh like the Mysterio, the hurricane uh the first storyline that was really that really got me was trish stratus against victoria mm -hmm. was that that small beautiful girl against that big strong woman against her that crazy that psycho bitch <laughs> <laughs> against her that that's the moment like i saw myself a little bit in the, in that story and i like and the more you watch wrestling there were so many stories about the small guy against the bigger guys because like i was also always, always the smallest in my in my in school whenever mm -hmm. wherever i go i'm most of the time part of the smallest uh, part of the smallest people over there so like i saw myself in that in those story mm -hmm. you want to want to cheer for the small guy you want to you want to you want to that's how i got invested in wrestling like want to see the small guy succeed mm -hmm. against the big guys yeah cheering for the underdog wanting them to overcome all obstacles and i i totally understand where you're coming from yeah. um you had mentioned like you know watching with your sisters and like you know your family i'm assuming is supportive of your wrestling career um have they been able to come see you wrestle actually no <laughs> oh, oh wow no my parents my parents never came to see me wrestle my parents are well my mother's really against me wrestling okay like <laughs> like i told her I, I told her recently like i got viral i was like and I, I showed it a bruise, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want 
Does it scare you? You could have been like in a wheelchair. Yes, it scares me, but like you get one life to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for my sister, I got one of my sister who came with two of my nephews, but it was a terrible match. Oh. <laughs> it was like one of the my first years, like, okay, the match really not good. Like, I feel bad that they came for this one. Mm-hmm. And my other sister, she's, she's always telling me, like, I don't know how I would react seeing you mm-hmm. getting beat up. <laughs> like, still the little brother. But, like, yeah. even though, like, I signed up for this, I know what's happening. I know, like, where I'm going. But, like, they don't. <laughs> she's like, I don't know how I would react. But she does watch IDBS on the Fight Plus. Nice. <laughs> she gives me feedback the following days, like, yeah, I know your I know your feedback is coming from a fan's perspective. It's not the same as a a professional a professional's yeah. perspective. So I was like, yes, I'll take your feedback. But like, I'm not. I'll take it. I might put it aside. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll take it under consideration, but don't expect anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about um, amazingly sweet you and Christara, an incredible tag team. Uh, I've been I was fortunate enough to talk to her uh, a few months back, or I think last year. It's been a little while, but um, I always like to ask whenever I have you know both members of a tag team on separately, just how the team came to be because I like getting it from each person's perspective. Uh, how it came to be, it's really like. It was an idea from uh, Shane Hawk, and Andrew. Um, we post COVID, we had the first show post COVID at IWS. It was a three on three match. It was Christina and I, Christera and I, and Sunny Soleil against three other students from IWS Dojo: Nathan Yarimovich, Melanie Avic, and Matt Viviani. And uh, the following show, Andrew like needed an extra team for for a match. It was like. You two, you'll be you'll be working together, but also like Christera and I are, are close friends. Mm-hmm. Like when when she started, that's the that's that's why I try to do like when people come and I try to make it be comfortable for everyone. I try to be friendly with everyone, like make it easy for everyone. And the and I have a car, so and she did. <laughs> so like I drove, I I we started like driving together. To, I was dropping her home. I was dropping your home after practice. So we came, we became friends from there. And then when the show started, like Andrew's like, I like, I could see the dynamic between you two. Like we both have bubbly character, fun character, even though like our gear don't match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like we, we have the same kind of energy out mm-hmm. there. And what's fun about like working with Christopher first, she's phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. she's really phenomenal. So, which is great for me. <laughs> but like we we can when we're in certain situation like we can have someone to rely with mm-hmm. like i remember uh, it was last year we were setting up a show we, we had a show and it was it was three a three-way tag team match and one of the teams like came in really last minute and like she she saw how stressed i was getting like i was ner- getting nervous but, like she was there i know like we could exchange like we could calm each other way yeah yeah you guys are there for each other and able to help out in times like that exactly i have to ask because the name amazingly sweet is absolutely incredible um <laughs> who came up with that uh it, it came again from a uh, shane hawk okay uh, it's because i'm alex mays mm-hmm. uh mays yeah and she's the sweetest speaker sarah so we came to amazingly sweet. <laughs> I, I have to give him so many props for that name because when I was driving today, I was thinking about chatting with you and thinking about the team name. And I was like, well, yeah, his name's Alex Mays, A Mays. But I'm like, this is genius. Like, that's a great name for a team. So yep. great job. Um, I have to ask about a few matches now because, yep. I mean, uh, IWS, you know, they were on Fight Plus and they started off the summer with Scarred for Life. Yeah. You guys, amazingly sweet, faced off against Casanova Productions. Yes. And that match was absolutely incredible. That was one of my favorite matches of the night. Your your guys' in, in-ring work was next level. It looked so crisp. I mean, you two as a team, amazingly sweet, The it just it flows so well. Like, you could just tell there's the... 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I, I don't want to say a vibe, but like, you guys know where the other person's going to be. Like you can feed off of each other and it shows in ring. Um, I just want to ask about your thoughts on that match. Uh, honestly, it's one of my favorite matches too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta, I gotta give my, I gotta give props to Matt Viviani and JT producer. They were, uh, they were amazing to work with. Uh, like even though they, they, they were beating my ass, but like <laughs> they were amazing to work with, and like we were able to build that match together all together, and which is fun. Like uh, Matt and JT are are IWS. Well, they're always on on IWS TV and all the, from the past couple of years, so they know the product and they know they know us. We know them, so it was easy to build a uh, build the match around. Mm-hmm. And like, and with the energy, like being the first show on Fight Plus, we really wanted to tear the, the house down. Yeah. Like it was, and Electric wanted like people to tune in for next show and like give back. And like, it was, and also the, it was supposed to be a six man tag. It was supposed to be a me. It was supposed to be amazingly sweet and green Phantom versus Casanova production, the full Casanova production, but Shane Hawk had to retire. Mm-hmm. It was like it. It was also a little bit of like, okay, we want to make Shane Hulk proud. Yeah, like it, we're all his students. We want to make like give him his his due and like make him proud of us and putting us on your show. And like and actually, like the show before we we won the title often, mm-hmm. like believing in us. Like we we need to deliver. And- uh- I was going to say, I remember when you guys did win the tag titles, um, like Twitter was blowing up from that. Clips were popping up and everybody was talking about it. It was great to see. I remember that came up on my feed and I couldn't be more stoked for you two. That was such a great, great moment. Thank you. It it was, it was, it was quite a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Like Um, at first we're like, oh, we're, we're just being fed to them. Like, cause mm -hmm. they, they had won the title in January. In March, it was uh, the IWS versus GCW show, and mm-hmm. they did not defend the titles. It was like we were the first one, we're the first tag there, tag team they're fighting against, and uh, we never won a t- we never won a match together. Mm-hmm. At, at, on IWS, like we never won a match together. Like okay, so we're we're gonna be there. They're gonna beat us. All good. And then like oh nope we're winning <laughs> it, it was quite emotional like all these the emotions that went online like everyone can see it was raw emotions mm-hmm. it was real it was true it felt it was electric it, there's nothing like it, it was nothing like that before mm-hmm. i never felt anything like that like it was a moment like i hope someday everyone feels it's it was a wedding day for everyone like it was one of the most beautiful moments in my life like and feeling the crowd and seeing the crowd everyone cheering with us and like celebrating with us and like i could not have asked for a better partner than chris tara mm-hmm. like honestly like she is the one re- is she's the reason why we're thriving like i can I, i'm thinking like she's she's hbk i'm already genetic i don't mind like no they're, they're, there's one there needs to be one like i don't mind <laughs> i would hardly refer to you as the marty Janetti of the group you you oh, two are you. both crushing it so um uh now i mean i have to ask about one more and this one was tough to watch because i mean at um hardcore heat you, you two defended the titles against fresh air and yes. i'm sitting there watching and i mean i i very much enjoy fresh air i like you guys it was impossible to watch this match because I wanted neither team to lose. Like from a fan's perspective, that sucks. How, how did you feel about the match? What were your thoughts on that one? I mean, the two teams had such incredible chemistry in the ring and it was a really well done match. Thank you. Well, the, this one, I gotta say junior Benito and the outstepper McCrim Martin are phenomenal mm-hmm. like we were building the match i gotta say mccray's brain goes 100 miles an hour it's like okay where are we we're, we're, you're lost <laughs> uh, what what what's happening 
<laughs> so it, it spots spots like okay where are we i was i was getting lost mm-hmm. and the worst thing is you look at the match like i'm an 80 percent match that's why i was getting lost <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really like a props to them because like a they were phenomenal to work with they were they knew our things they they, they came prepared mm-hmm. like they knew what we were doing they knew and also like it's one weird thing like from i think from it in 2022 from uh, from may to december i worked with mccray in a match in different ways i was tagging with him or in a multi-man but mm-hmm. I, we were always involved in the same match <laughs> so like we learned to work together you, the more you face someone the more you learn about them learn their their wrestling skills and their move sets, how they react and how they move, and they knew how to plug their things with ours, and we couldn't do the same with uh, with them. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely showed the chemistry you guys had just from working together. So I mean, it came across in the match; it was very well done. I was disappointed that amazingly sweet loss, but then I was still happy for fresh air. It would have been the exact same feelings the other way if you you two would have won. So I was I was up Shit's Creek no matter what. So I kept saying it all night like it's better I've loved loved and lost than never I've known loved at all. Mm-hmm. It's like we had the title for uh, sixty days, but like at least we had it. Like we're we we made history together. Mm-hmm. Like she's the first woman to hold the the tag team championship were the first inter intergender tag team to win. I'm the first openly gay tag team champion in IWS. So we're we're and we're the first tag first IWS dojo students graduates to win the tag team titles. That's so incredible. it's really like a bunch of firsts cross of the bridge. Like I will, a, it was really a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to ask about the uh, Turbo House show because that was a no ring show, correct? Yes. And you're not the typical no ring wrestler. So, I mean, how were you feeling heading into that? I mean, was this more stressful than a regular, regular match? Uh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people were like, oh, it's like Friday Night Speedball. Mm-hmm. The, the speedball show on his Twitch, but like Friday Night Speedball, is, it's silly. Mm-hmm. But like Turbo House Show, it's, it's hardcore. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a bar fight. That's what they're yeah. expecting. So the uh, we had three bar shows. I wasn't at the first one. I was in the second and the third one. Uh, the second one, I made face Matt Viviani. I keep facing him back. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. So at first, I was like a bit scared because I did not know what to expect. Because like the crowd's right there. Mm-hmm. So like everything needs to be real. And like, don't pull your punches. And like, if you're going far, like, People will notice. Yeah, if you you have to be precise and it looks needs to look vicious. Mm-hmm. So at first I was a bit scared, of like being with Matt. Matt really helped me, and like you watch, you look around and like you don't build this like a regular match because like people, hey, you want people to get involved. Mm-hmm. You want everyone to see, and you want to be like you want it to feel really physical. Like you can't really work the ground because like. People in the back won't see. Yeah. So you, you got to work standing. You can work with things around. So that's that's what you think about. Like the the first match was really Matt Viani was more in control because it was my first bar fight while well, he had the show before. And the second one, I, I faced one of my students, Benny P. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I was more in charge. But like after after having it with Matt, I knew what to expect. Especially like you don't know what. When you go thrown out there, you weren't there. The first one's like you don't know what to expect from the fans. How would they react? Like, do you want us just to hit us each other with a chair, like all along? Mm-hmm. Especially with the clips from the first one's like it feels too much for me. Because yeah. <laughs> first show they were everyone were, were bumping through tables and like or skateboards or stuff like that. Like and it looks like concrete underneath. <laughs> like, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But like Matt made me go through my first table. We broke a table in a patio. <laughs> it was like, okay, we're going back to like, okay, oh, oh, there's a table. Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, uh, building though building those shows, it's it's quite different than a show 
in a ring. Like mm-hmm. there's a distance with the crowd when there's there's a ring on any regular IDB show or any shows I'm part of. There's really a difference. Like even though the part the crowd wants to be part of it, but like bar shows, they're really right there. They're yeah. in your face. Yeah. If, if uh, someone takes a beer, you can take it and throw it at your opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at, at the bar shows, they're maybe two feet away from you as opposed to a, a wrestling ring where, you know, you might have four or five meters away. So like when they're up front in the action, they're going to see everything. So like you said, you, you know, you, you can't pull your punches. You got to be, make sure it's looking crisp as hell. Exactly. And you, you want to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like that's why, that's why like we, uh, the last the two bar shows I was part of, we went to, we we fought on the patio just to make make it different, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to get the crowd from the, the street also, and like I hit Matt Viviani with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I I took a sip of I took a sip of beer and spat it on Benny's face mm-hmm. just to get the get some reaction from the crowd and get oh, yeah. like some some energy and make it different from the other fight because mm-hmm. like. Those shows are five, four or five matches, so it's not that long. So you want to be stand out from the other ones. And it's, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty easy just to fall into the same tropes as uh, a match from before. So, you know, you want to do something different. Make sure that people, you're they're leaving, you know, knowing that what you two did is something different than the other ones. Exactly. You want, you want them to remember spots from your match. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask, um, right when Scarred for Life was coming out, um, an article, an article that, uh, they had interviewed you about, you spoke a lot about, you know, uh, being an openly gay wrestler and, you know, just, you know, talking about that and just some of your experiences and like, I wanted to ask what it's like, because I mean, now with the position you're in, I mean, you can be a bit of an inspiration to a lot of people out there. Does does that ever cross your mind? Just how how much of an impact you can have on others now? Oh, careful! I'm I'm gonna slip on Matt, Sam Skelly's territory. Speaking of inspiration, <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I want to be what I would like to be. What I would like to have seen when I was growing up, mm-hmm. because like when I was watching wrestling, there weren't any LGBTQ wrestlers. Like they, they were mockery. Like they were, there were, there was Rico, there was Billy and Chuck, which was like everything, but we acceptable now yeah. in 2023. It's, uh, it's just, and I want to be part of like making evolve the, evolve the perspective and the point of view of companies. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, now we, we see more LGBTQ wrestlers in, in the world, but there are so many and so many different LGBTQ wrestlers. Like we, we are lucky we have them on TV, Mm -hmm. but I feel like right now they have one, they have one purpose. Like it's to look good for. Yeah. Like I, I did an interview recently and they were like, Oh, should we have, should they hire, writers for lgbtq wrestlers like just don't think we are we are a disease like just Mm -hmm. give us a spot on the show we are wrestlers like everyone else yep (laughs) all all you need is an opportunity to show what you do you're a wrestler just like anyone else and the fact that you know you're part of the lgbtq community doesn't make it any different you don't need a specific writer for that it's just go out and wrestle Exactly. Like we, yeah. we can do way we can do the same as everyone. Mm-hmm. Just and if we and some of some of us bring some flair into it. Some of us bring less flair. Mm-hmm. Like just give us a chance. Yeah. All just you need see is... us as just what our sexuality. Yeah. Our, yeah. And how we identify. Yeah. You need an opportunity, and then you can just to show them what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, I mean, because a lot of what you said there, I mean, IWS has really, in my mind, I mean, we see them on Fight Plus, which is massive for an independent wrestling promotion just to have that sort of like coverage. Um, but with IWS, one of the things I've all, what I've loved from starting to watch is how it is a space where you see 
a show and you'll see, you know, three matches involving women wrestlers. You will see openly queer wrestlers on there all the time. So, I mean, this is something that I, for me as a viewer, I'm very happy to see. And for yourself, I'm curious as to like what you would like to see come out for wrestling. Like if there's anything from your eyes that you would like to see in the future. Uh, in the future, I would like to see more shows like IWS, like a more more shows that involve everyone, and mm-hmm. that like really that showcase skills over everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like it's your skills that leads you to where you are, and not what you what, not who. Yes, hundred percent. That's that's what I would like to see in wrestling in the long term, like. I would like it to be pushed even more in the media, make it push like personally wrestling for me is a is a is an art. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I know comedy became a, like the eighth art recently, but like wrestling is a part of is an artistic uh, an artistic something like <laughs> to art, artistic medium almost. Thank you. Yes, yeah. exactly. An artistic medium and like there's no it's you're not gonna see something like wrestling anywhere else than wrestling mm-hmm. like you 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 can go to the movies yell at tour please chop his head off it won't happen <laughs> no i can't i can go to a move i can go to a concert and yell give him a chop it won't happen <laughs> 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 while wrestling there's there's the involvement of the crowd it's mm-hmm. really like if if they want me to give him a chop i'll give him a chop mm-hmm. and like it's really a new evol- a new new evolution of an art it's really mm-hmm. li- it's the last last interactive art mm-hmm. um i got a few more questions for you and then I'll, I'll let you go enjoy your uh wednesday evening but uh we talked about a few matches are there any other matches or moments that really stand out to you um well yes uh, it was last uh, last year. You'll you'll be able to see it soon on Fight Plus since IDB is putting uh, the IDBS library on uh, Fight Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year I had a match, a five way match against against Green Phantom, Bentol, McCrimmon, and who was the fifth? Uh, Alex Silva. It was one match I was scared of because like it's so it's for beefy men like, and I was just getting getting started i was like i was barely one year in mm-hmm. i was just getting started like i was put in the match like because someone believed in me mm-hmm. like shane hawk like he told me like he believed in me that's why i was in the match even though i was like i was i was a mess backstage <laughs> i always say it's not an IWS show if i'm not crying somewhere because <laughs> <laughs> like we and especially we're later and on the show and uh because i was facing like those four meaty men and I, I was like I never did really something hardcore in a, in a show they they knew like they knew it so I didn't do anything hardcore but there's a great shot of me climbing um, a guardrail into moonsaulting doing a moonsault on all of them the following show I faced TDT in a tag team match uh, where I was teaming with with the odd stepper gotta say facing TDT it's it's scary <laughs> it's like okay you you see them coming like they're they're fully serious like oh shit, i'm in trouble what did i do <laughs> <laughs> but it's it was a great match a really fun match uh, building with them it's it was really different from mm-hmm. what i'm used to it's uh, it was uh, i gotta say the first time you tear take a chair shot it sucks yeah but like i was like oh shit i gotta take a chair shot but if you're taking it for tdt Yes, it sucks, but I know like it was gonna be safe. Yeah, it's like okay, those two beefy men can hit hard, but like I know they're gonna be safe. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about getting hurt from it. You know, they're gonna make sure that you're taken care of during it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, I like to ask everybody for a match recommendation. So one that you yourself are a fan of that you have watched whether it's you know wwf or wcw anything like that one that you like that you think the listener should go check out well my favorite wrestling match my favorite favorite 
WrestleMania matches. Uh, WrestleMania 19. It's Trish Stratus versus Victoria versus Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the culmination of the Trish and the Trish and Victoria story with with the addition of the of Jazz in it. It's like it's at the end. Trish wins. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been eighteen years, but so yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, but like it's really the combination and like it really it was and it's not for the wrestling that like i love this match it's really for i it's the first storyline i was really involved with i really loved and like it's the story that really got me into wrestling mm-hmm. so it that's why like i really love this match mm-hmm. um what do you have for upcoming shows i know uh iws has October 28th, uh, yes. I'm going to assume that you're at. Yes. Um, and I know October 26th, you're wrestling for, I want to say, interspecies, is it? It's intergender bonanza in New okay. Jersey. Okay, intergender bonanza. <laughs> okay. Oh, hold on. So I rest. Oh, yes, we, we are in October now. Got to remember. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be in Ottawa in Au Sommet de la Lutte, October 7th. Mm-hmm. October 14, I'll be in Quebec City. My first time in Quebec City at QCW. On uh, the following week, I'm in uh, I'm in Quebec uh, in Quebec in the Quebec again for BCW. Uh, it's uh, it's a Maison des Jeunes show. 28, it's uh, IWS. 26 is uh, Intergender Bonanza. And that's my October. <laughs> I, I I apologize. I got the intergender and the interspecies one because I know there is the interspecies promotion around. So yes. Uh, <laughs> um, now here's a chance. If you have anything you would like to plug, whether it's social media or anything, here is your chance for the listeners if they want to follow you and all that sort of stuff. Well, you can follow me on. Uh, it's at the Alex Mays Like it's written right there. Hold mm-hmm. on there on every <laughs> social media platform on twitter x sorry instagram uh i have a youtube now i do vlogs every time i have a i have an outing like on shows like i interview some of my, or some of my wrestlers and like in my matches and <laughs> inter interjected between every interview uh i have a TikTok which is at the alex maze too uh, you can follow me everywhere. You can uh, uh, and you can see me live on shows uh, easily. Like you can follow me on on different social media. I can I like to promote my shows on where I'll be. Perfect, Alex. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, Blair, and hopefully uh, we'll see each other soon. Thank you so much to Alex, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at GrainmakerPod. Um, all other social media, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, just search that. You'll find it up on all podcast streaming platforms. And every Saturday, up on Love Wrestling, you can find me and my good friend Pluggo doing four exposure as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. So give us a watch there. Check out all of the other great Love Wrestling programs. Subscribe to their Patreon. You can see the video footage of this interview up on the Patreon. You do not want to miss out on that. So definitely check it out. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.